Dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to the One Sealed Letter podcast, where we explore the legacy of letter writing and bring this beautiful art form into the 21st century. I'm your host, Kay Collier, the voice and warm body behind this podcast, and Catherine Hastings and Company, our sponsor. A couple weeks ago, I did an episode about holiday cards. I gave some tips about how to make your holiday cards a little bit easier this year. I ended up doing all of my holiday cards, but I did them as postcards, and I had the card company provide the shipping addresses on all of my cards for me, so it ended up being about three hours of work, which is more than I would want to spend in 2020, but it's a lot less than I normally would spend. Usually it's a couple weeks work for me doing all of the addresses by hand and writing all the thoughtful notes. This year I kept it very simple. In the episode a couple weeks ago, I mentioned writing holiday letters and how having a list of about 10 people that you want to send a thoughtful letter to can be a much better way to engage with the people that you care about and also build some of those more meaningful connections during the quarantine. So I think about that with people that I just really miss right now, how I want to send them more mail. I have this idea that I'm sending letters all the time, but realistically I'm not. I'm thinking about letters and I'm only writing a couple people here and there. So I'd say the first thing like I'd mentioned in the podcast episode a couple weeks ago is have a list of the people that you want to write. Remember though that it's 2020 so you don't need to get to everyone on your list. Just have a few that you're going to reach out to and think of it more as a time almost like a ceremony where you're going to enjoy the time that you'll sit down and write them. It shouldn't feel like a list of people that you have to write. When I think about what a strange time that we're living in with the quarantine, I just remember how much time I used to spend with my friends. My friend Michelle and I used to go get lunch together frequently on Fridays. I would see other friends at least once every weekend. And I always had a a pretty full social calendar. In the quarantine, I've done some Zoom dates with friends and FaceTime. But I'm imagining you probably feel like I do. It just gets to be tiresome. And after a while, I do not want to be on a phone or a computer. I really just want to return to the more kind of simpler aspects of life. So reading a book, listening to good music, cooking good food, writing letters is also a part of that as well. So as I mentioned in that earlier podcast, I just want to reiterate again, make it easy on yourself this year. There's nothing that you have to do. You can just do what you feel like. And for the holiday mail, I would recommend approaching it more as a kind of therapeutic and fun activity to do. Before I get into some of the tips that I have about writing holiday letters, I just wanted to mention a couple things logistically. With the postal service and other shipping providers, things can get pretty booked up this time of year since there's such high volume of cards and packages being sent. I gave myself a deadline of December 11th this year to get everything out. I think some years you want to do it even earlier, but I said, you know what, for this year, December 11th is when I hope to get everything out by. Hopefully I'll actually get my cards out this week, but for some of those longer format ones, the letters, those probably won't be out until around the 11th. So as far as planning goes, make sure you have the list of the people that you're going to write, and then also just give yourself a little bit of a deadline. Again, if it means that you don't write everyone on your list, that's totally fine as well. So next I wanted to talk a little bit about the ceremony of writing holiday letters. 
and how a holiday letter is different from a letter that you might write at other times of the year. In general, letters that you're writing throughout the year have a real specific reason for why you're writing. Sometimes it's that you're returning your letter from someone else, you've written them and you're just responding. Other times, maybe there's been an event that's made you think of them, or maybe you went on a trip that made you think of them. With holiday letters, it can vary for who you're writing of kind of your main intent, but in general, it's a time to reflect on the year and what's happened. It's a time to share why you're grateful for someone. It's also a time to think about the future. Obviously, a lot of people right now are thinking about 2021 and how is it all going to unfold? I know I personally am probably reading way too much about vaccines and at what stages different vaccines might be available and what that means about my life almost trying to divine the future a little bit through the news on vaccines. But I'm not going to do major goal setting like we would do in normal years. Instead, I'm thinking just about the optimism of the future and what I'm excited about. I think for a lot of people, 2020 has just made them really grateful for the things that they have in their life. Being at home, having time to reflect, we remember all the people that we love and that we miss. But it's also been a time just to get in touch with ourselves and realize, well, what are the habits that we've had? Maybe it's that daily commute that we want to let go of after working from home. Or maybe we realize we really do want to spend more time with our kids and trying to figure out, okay, well, how can we prioritize that in 2021? So I would say holiday letters are a little bit different in 2020, but we are still thinking about some of the same elements of what happened this year. Why are we, what are we grateful for? Why are we grateful for the person that we're writing? And then also looking forward to the next year. I've mentioned it some on this podcast, but whenever you're writing a letter, the first thing that you want to do is think about the perspective of the person that you're writing. What are they going to be most interested in reading? What might they need to hear? Especially when we're writing our friends during COVID, we want to be mindful of what their state might be. I have some friends that are under a lot of pressure right now, um, caring for sick family members. Some have newborns. Um, some are going through health challenges of their own. And I feel like um, anytime I'm reaching out, I want to make sure that I'm making them feel better. Not that I'm trying to fix any situation, but that any interaction that they have with me is an improvement in their life in some way. It's bringing something of value. So it could be beauty. It could be just um, a feeling that they're not alone. It could also be some humor, sharing something that's happened in your life. And this rule, I'd say, applies no matter what type of communication you're writing. So if it's a thank you note or an apology letter or a holiday letter, you always want to start first from the perspective of the person that you're writing and what they most need to hear. The thing I'd say though that's specific about holiday mail is that you get to talk more about the year as a whole and you get to bring in the sense of, I guess not the sense, but the spirit of the holidays. What is this time all about for you? For me, it's about connection to my past and these family traditions. I think about my family coming together each year we're not doing it this year, um, maybe some virtually, I guess, but traveling to see each other, the family meals, the time that was spent over those family meals, the conversations that we had, the sense of cheer, 
uh, that kind of sense of Christmas cheer, the sense of community. Um, there's, you know, a lot of um, aspects, at least for me, when I think about the holidays. For a Christmas letter, I'm going to be bringing those in as well. If you're writing a different type of letter, it doesn't have to be obviously a Christmas letter, but you could do just a general holiday letter, then still apply these same principles. So when you start your letter, you want to, the first thing that you want to do is create a space that feels festive for you to sit down and write this letter. If you want to put on holiday music, you can do that. I'd recommend not putting on something with lyrics that you really notice. At least for me, it's hard for me to think if I'm hearing really loud music or it's music that I want to sing to. Having some music in the background can be nice to make it festive, make a cup of hot cocoa or eggnog or tea, get in some comfy clothes. If you're going to write from maybe your couch, get really comfy there or maybe bring a foot heater to your desk if you're going to write at your desk. Again, this experience should be something that's really enjoyable. In the Campo Beauty episode, we talked a lot about scent and creating the ceremony around letter writing as well. So you could do uh, a peppermint tea, you could diffuse some peppermint essential oil, you could burn some nice incense. If your house has a fireplace, maybe you light a fire. Make the whole space in which you're writing something festive that you can enjoy. You can also plan out the paper and inks that you're going to be using. My recommendation for letter writing is that you keep the details really simple to start. At least for me, it's really easy to spend hours decorating an envelope and doing gilding on the paper, only to then be kind of overwriting the letter and not actually take the time to finish writing the letter. I have many letters that are anywhere from a quarter written to a half written just because I focus way too much on the design element. So I would say for writing your holiday letter, think about the design later. Just find a pen that you want to write with and a piece of paper and sit down and get started to write. For holiday mail, it doesn't need to be a really long letter. It's just a way for you to connect with others. So if you do want to write a longer letter, you can, but it's definitely not a requirement. I'd mentioned that you want to think about the person that you're writing. So the first thing I'd say is when you start the letter, you want to let the person know why you're writing or why you're thinking of them. As an example, if I were writing my best friend, Francesca, I would say something like, Dear Francesca, I've been thinking about you so much around the holidays. I wish that we could get together this holiday season. I remember when you visited two years ago in Seattle and we had a wonderful New Year's together. And, you know, XYZ explains some about that and why you're thinking of them. So you could bring in some memories that you've had about the person around the holidays. You could also just say something along the lines of why you're grateful for them in reflecting on all that I'm grateful for in 2020. I remember our friendship and how no matter the situation that we're in, even being at quarantine, you're such an amazing friend to me. And I'm so grateful that I can always call you, that you're always there to either give advice or listen or have a laugh. All of those qualities that you think about with the people that you're writing, let them know. Because for you, it's probably very easy that the person, it's very easy for you to think about why the person matters to you. It's less easy to actually write that. And they're probably not hearing all the wonderful things about them. 
So be sure to include that in the letter. And especially if they're going through a hard time, let them know what you're proud of them for. Acknowledge all of the work that they're doing right now and let them know that you're proud of them for just making uh, making it through the year. It's been a really tough time globally and it's taken a lot of resilience just to get to December this year. So acknowledge that for people if you feel like it's a person that's just really been struggling in quarantine. Acknowledge that you're proud of them and, and share the qualities that you really admire about them. That's another way to compliment a person too is to think about what are things that they inspire in you. So as an example, if I were to think about Francesca again, I could say something along the lines of how I noticed that she's always so good at staying in contact and remembering important milestones in our lives and in our friendship and how she is so thoughtful in bringing that to mind for me. And it's something that I try to bring into my own life. If Francesca ever listens to this podcast, I think she's going to tear up, by the way, guys. (laughs) Um, I didn't mean to use so many examples of her. But I'm just thinking about a longer format letter and what I might want to say. So in that um, kind of first part of the letter, you do want to acknowledge either why you're writing or what made you think of them. I have a good friend from college that I've been out of contact with who I plan on writing. And I think for that letter, I'm just going to explain why I want to write and say, look, I was such a good friend with you in college and just really missed the time that we had together. And I'm excited for that. I have to let you guys know, I'm not tearing up. The way that my voice sounds right now, for some reason, it sounds like it's a little bit um, emotional and wavy. I'm not sure why that is, but could just be after a long day. William is just going down for bed, and so it might be that my voice is just a little bit tired from talking to a toddler. Um, but yeah, so that for that first part, just think about the person that you're writing and w- what kind of why you're writing and what you want to share about them. It's a great spot to share the things that you love about them. Next, you'll want to um, reflect some on the year. With 2020, we weren't doing a lot, right? We're, for the most part, stuck at home or safe at home. Uh, But I would say, you know, think about some of the things that are highlights for the year. So, you know, for us, my son's second birthday was a really big deal. My mother-in-law drove out in a van, totally quarantined to see us. And that was a real bright spot in the year for us. It was something we were excited about. Obviously, really excited about Catherine Hastings and company as well. I'm trying not to talk about it too much with my friends and family because I feel like I could just talk about this project forever and they'd get really bored with it. So that's another thing. Maybe don't talk about work that much in these letters, but just the things that light you up and that you're excited about and that you're grateful for. There are in um, holiday cards and letters sometimes a really long written account of what people are up to. I would say for a holiday letter, you don't want to do that so much. You want to write specific to the person that's receiving the letter. So you're just going to think about what are the things from this year that I really want to mention to them. And again, that could be something that you mentioned that was a bright spot in the year for you related to them. So did you maybe have a FaceTime call with them that you remember or a conversation on the phone that really, you know, helped you feel better during this year or Was there something that you did before quarantine together that was really special? After your introduction in the letter, the next part is all about reflecting on the year. So just think about some of the things that you're reflecting on that you'd want to share with that person. In each of these sections, you'll also have areas where you're talking about how grateful you are. So you could just include gratitude throughout the letter, but I also invite you to include a paragraph about things that you're grateful for. 
Again, not looking from the perspective of the list that you could share with 100 people, but thinking from the perspective of what you would say to that one person. So a lot of that will be specific to them and why you're so grateful to them. And then the next part is looking forward to the future. I mentioned this year is a little bit strange because we don't quite know what's in store in the new year, but there is a sense of optimism that at some point things will open back up again and we'll get to see all the people that we love. So that would be something good to include as well as I'm you know, looking forward to the time when we'll be able to travel and see each other again, maybe even share some of the things that you hope to do. My friend Betsy and I want to go up to a little hotel in the mountains. My um, friend Lisa and I, we want to go out for tea. There's so many things that I want to do, even just locally here in Seattle. And then, of course, international travel is big on the list as well. Not sure if that's going to be just more of a dream right now because, again, we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. But think about something that you can share with them about your wish for the future. And again, make it specific to them. It doesn't have to be so specific that it's about them, but something that they would want to read. So just as an example, if I have a friend that I know isn't that into kids, I'm not going to talk about how in 2021 I'm so excited for William to ski more or to ride his bike or whatever it might be. I might say, you know, I'm excited for more family time, but I'm not going to talk about the things that that friend might not be interested in. You might find that it's an exercise almost like a meditation when you're sitting down to write this letter. You're starting to feel all the emotions that you're describing. So just in the act of going through some of the things that you're grateful for about the person are going to have you feel that emotion as well. And that's why I think for this, it's so much less about a list of people to write. It's more about the experience of writing. It's the experience of speaking from your heart and through that writing, experiencing what your heart is feeling, really being able to see it just as you would in a meditation if you're watching your thoughts go by or you're noticing your emotions. That can be so transitory. Or when it's written, it's still obviously transitory, but it's taking a little bit more time just to pause and notice what you feel or notice what you think about something. There is an element too where maybe you'd write one of these letters and then you decide not to send it. I'd say for the most part with holiday letters, you are going to send them because they're so positive, but you might find towards the end, wow, I just totally opened my heart up and that was enough for me. That This, this did what it needed and I can just send a little card to someone. I would invite you though, as much as possible to really share with the people that you love, why they're so important to you and really take time to do that. I even just think again about Francesca and how much I love her and how little time I take to tell her that. So this is the one time of year where I can actually sit down and write the nice long letter to let her know everything that I'm thinking about and why she's such a dear friend to me. For the list of people, they could be any type of friend or family member also. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be someone that you're that close to. Um, as an example, I had a yoga teacher many years ago that I haven't been in contact with, but she had a big birthday this year. I want to be in better contact, so I'm going to write her. And it should be a similar format, talking about the year, talking about why I'm grateful to her, what made me think of her, what I'm excited about for 2021. Again, all through the perspective of things that she's interested in, though. So maybe I'll talk some about yoga in that specific letter. I'd recommend when you sit down to write these letters that you really just give yourself space to write and you don't put a 
timeline on, you know, how long the letter needs to be or how long you're going to write. Just write until it feels like you've written enough and then you can wrap up the letter. Also, don't sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write these three people today. Just do one at a time. If you finish one and you feel great and you want to go into another, wonderful. But don't feel like you have to get through a list. Again, this is so much about the experience of writing. It's not about creating a full list of people that you're going to reach out to, even if you start with an initial list of people that you'd like to connect with. Of course, since it is 2020 and it's been a strange year, I am recommending to keep it as simple as possible. So also, if you just write one letter and that was a great experience, your hand is tired, you don't want to do more, just do the one letter. And then for those other, let's say, eight or nine people or two to three other people that you wanted to write a letter to, maybe just send them a video message. Quickly talk about the things that you are going to cover in a letter. You can even say, hey, I was going to write you a letter, but I realize it might just be easier to send a video. Of course, how much I love letter writing, I'm always thinking that letters are better, but it's all about coming from a place where your heart is at peace and you feel like you can connect with others. So if the workload of writing letters is too much, that's going to affect the way that you're connecting. And so I'd say just make it easy. Write a letter or two, or you can get through your full 10. And then for those other people that are on the list, maybe just send them a really heartfelt text and say, hey, I wanted to write you a letter, but it's been crazy with 2020. I just want to let you know I'm thinking of you. And these are three things I'm grateful for with you, or three things I'm grateful for about you. There was a neuroscience experiment. I don't remember who did the research, but they had people list three things that they were grateful for and did that over time and track their happiness levels. And then they had another group of people, so another control group, list 10 things they were grateful for, and they studied them over time. So what do you think they found? Which group was happier? Initially, you might guess the group of 10 because, well, every day they're thinking of 10 things that they're grateful for, so they must be feeling so much more gratitude. Wasn't the case. Actually, the people that wrote three things were much happier. The reason was because it's very easy to think of three things you're grateful for. If I just say, think of three things right now, boom, 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 you had them, right? So for me, my health, my family, the weather. I don't know why the weather, but I'm grateful for the weather. <laughs> very easy. Think of 10. Of course, there's 10 things that you're grateful for, but it takes longer. And so it makes you feel like, well, maybe there isn't as much to be grateful for if I really have to reach for these things. I think it's the same when you are trying to express gratitude to friends. Just choose a few things and it makes you really feel why they're so special to you. And it's not a chore to have to think about it just to do a couple. And similarly with these holiday letters, if you're just choosing a few people to write, it's not going to feel like work. It's going to feel like just this joy in celebrating the relationships that are in your life. So I know this is a little bit different of an episode because... I don't think there's really anything in our culture that talks about holiday letters, but since there is a lot around holiday mail and holiday cards in general, I wanted to give some tips on something that's in that area, but a little bit different. Also, with it being 2020 and a lot of people are in quarantine, sanctuary at home, I wanted to give you something that you could do as an activity that's going to just help you feel a little bit better and almost be like a spa experience through letter writing. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can send me a direct message on Instagram. 
at Catherine Hastings and Company or at Catherine Hastings and Co. Um, or um, you can take a screenshot and tag me and share what you enjoyed about the episode. Also, if you end up writing holiday letters of your own, take a screenshot, share it. Um, I'd be happy to um, share it with my audience as well. I'm sure all of you who are listening would like to see what others are doing for their holiday mail too. As always, I hope that you stay safe and healthy and thank you for tuning in.